this week I will be reciting a poem as one of my favorite authoresses, Miss Maya Angelou. <clears throat> I'm too sexy for my shirt. Too sexy for my shirt. So sexy it hurts. I'm too sexy for Milan. Too sexy for Milan, New York, and Japan. Thank you. What fucked me up was I didn't catch that you said ass, not from. Because you said I would like to recite a poem. And I my mind filled in the word from. So I'm thinking you're going to do Cage Bird or some shit. Mm-mm. But you said ass. ass. <laughs> One of your favorite writers. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. Why are you allowed to do this? <laughs> Everyone who listens to this show enjoys it. They like it. So I want to get creative every week. I try to spice it up. And I thought this related because one of the main characters in this movie is a famed author. So I wanted to Mm -hmm. do something. And the other character is too sexy. Too sexy. Exactly. So I combined one of my uh, faith authoresses and her dynamic voice with a very famous song about being too sexy. So it relates. Well, uh, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Well, we, we must let the people know. What did we watch this week? This week we tuned into She's Sexy, released in 2021, available to stream on Tubi, new platform for us. Written and directed by Joseph A. Elmore Jr. and starring Johan Smiles, Merlissa Determined, Latoya Ward, Brianna Morgan, and Torian Sellers II. All right, let's start the show. The new Chitlin Circuit. Welcome back to the new Chitlin Circuit, the only podcast dedicated to Black Indies only. My name is Lex. And I'm Sid. And each week we watch an independent Black movie. Why? Because we love them. Mm. And like Drake said, we way too sexy for these bills and we need some payment. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> welcome back to the 60 second challenge where Alexis will explain the plot of the film we're reviewing in 60 seconds or less. This week's segment is brought to you by the Champagne Poppy and his hit song, Way Too Sexy, <laughs> currently scouring the Billboard charts. All right. Um, hmm? I'm sorry. Did we get a YMCMB <laughs> check? <laughs> you holding out? Because <laughs> I'm... I'm manifesting. That's what I'm gonna start doing for these. I would uh, love that. Yeah. Ooh, I want to be a voice clip at the end of a Drake song. Exactly. So I want to be a part of OVO. Send me like an owl yeah. chain or something. That'd be cute. Yeah. Rest of them. Well, I won't dis. I won't disparage any of the members. Yes, I'm manifesting that as well. Yeah. That's what <laughs> okay. We're doing. Yeah. And while we have you here uh, during this week's segment. Please go ahead and leave a five-star review and a comment on Apple Podcasts. That includes you too, Drake, if you're listening, as well as a retweet on this week's episode announcement. Drake, if you're listening, you can leave a comment in my DMs. (laughs) Period. Or an email. (laughs) Okay, I'm stalling from trying to do the challenge. Let's get into it. Come on. Yeah, let's let's go ahead and start this clock. Okay. All right. So I believe it's Don in Texas. Uh, it's going Don. Um, there is a writer. His name is Memphis uh, Sparks, and he's a romance writer, a big time romance writer. Uh, he lives in a building. He just broke up with his woman, Ursula, who is also the mother of his child. So he's a little heartbroken. He's got a book due. Um, he also has a sexy neighbor 
who he's mm-hmm. been like writing about kind of, um, but still struggling to finish a book. Anyway, they meet and they kind of fall hello, head over heels and he finishes the book with her as his muse um, after rescuing her from a tight situation. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of has to relearn like what love means for him kind of. Um, at the end of the day, he finishes the book and uh, it, it's titled She's Sexy. Mm. Okay. 10 seconds left there. Do? You get, you get oh, you okay. a ding. Ding. Thank you. Yeah. Ding. It'd be embarrassing if you got like an ex and we shot our shot at Drake. Like, oh my God. He would really never sponsor you, us then. You know, he no. I feel like like he, he would put on his cape and save me. I should have went over this week. I should have went over the 60 seconds. That would have got champagne poppy in my DMs. I'm going to put these Drake uh, like <laughs> side... Uh, these Drake tangents at the end of the episode. Stay tuned mm. after the cut at the end of the episode for the rest of our Drake <laughs> discussion. discussion. <laughs> okay. Now that we know what went on in the movie, let's get on into our general thoughts on she's sexy. Before we get into our general thoughts on she's sexy. Want to first just shout out Ruckus and Lane Sky, the director and writer duo behind the film The Devil to Pay that we reviewed a few weeks ago. They left a really great note on our Instagram post uh, for the episode announcement, just thanking us for checking out the film as well as taking the time to review it. So I just want to shout out to you guys. Um, like we said during the review, we really enjoyed the movie um, and looking forward to some other projects from both of you um, as a team and duo. Um, but for any other directors, writers, actors, producers out there whose films we review, feel free to like reach out to us on any of our social handles. We are very responsive. We love discussing and talking about these films and also love hearing your feedback um, and seeing that you listen to the episode. So feel free to reach out to us. And then for any listeners out there, at this point, I am begging you. Our list is running dry. Please send us some recommendations. What are you watching? And let us know what you think about the episodes also. All right, y'all. Back to the show. So, Sydney, what did you think of She's Sexy? Uh, you know what? This this was an interesting watch for me. Um, I feel like, and we'll get into this as we talk about some of the scenes, some of my takeaways and reactions to what I saw probably weren't the intent of the director-writer, but that's fine. Everyone digests art differently. Uh, but my biggest takeaway from this movie is, number one, Anything I'm sitting on that I want to write and put out and create, I'm going to just go ahead and do it because why not put your stuff out into the world? It deserves to be seen. And I felt that way watching this movie. Um, that's very vague. I know. Uh, yeah. I don't, I, I, we'll have to get to the, like when we walk through some of the scenes so I can understand what you mean by that. Yeah. Um, but you know, overall interesting watch. Um, you know, I'm not leaning on like a, on a solid scale here, uh, feelings wise, but I am excited to talk more about it with you and maybe we'll get to a decision towards the end of our review. So what did you okay, think? So you're feeling ambivalent. You're not sure. Yeah. Yeah. Very ambivalent. Okay. There we go. Well, t- we're going to check in with Sydney at the end of the episode to see how she's feeling after she has a chance to talk about some of the scenes. All yeah. right. Yeah. And how did you feel after your watch of She Sexy? Um, you know, I think this is one of those movies where you can really feel the writer and director in terms of um, what they might think about art or mm. uh, certain art forms and what they might mm-hmm. think about whatever the subject matter is. In this case, it's love. Is it yeah. uh, Elmore? Joseph Elmore? Yeah, Joseph Elmore Jr., the writer-director. Ah, Jr. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, uh, it, this is one of those movies where you can just... You, you get a sense of what the writer director feels and thinks about a certain thing. This director actually, um, we had another film of his on the watch list, uh, how to get away with cheating, which is oh, yes. meta because in this movie, Brazil, the character, uh-huh. is she was the star, the star of that, of that yeah. movie. Oh, right. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Mr. Joseph. We he got okay, a universe. Yeah. Got a cinematic we, universe. we love a cinematic universe. Okay. Yeah. I like that. So we've had how to get away with cheating on the list. 
And when I, w- I was about to send that to you for this week, but I realized, you know, it's a few years old. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, let me just look up the production company and see what they have that's new out. That's a lesson that you and I have learned in the past year, because yeah. sometimes we'll watch a movie and the director will tell us, damn, like, why don't y'all watch the newer one? Right. <laughs> y'all watch right. that old shit? Like, I don't even right. care about that shit no more. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. But I don't, <laughs> don't want to talk about that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. In an effort to, you know, make sure we're seeing somebody's best and newest, uh, I, I found that this released this year. So mm-hmm. with that, I do have some like, um, not moral, but <laughs> like <laughs> some conceptual uh, debate about yeah. some of the subject matter in the movie. The character Memphis Sparks in the movie is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The women... Uh, not so much. Yeah. And that's that's mainly like the, I think this is, there's some blind spots that happen when men make things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, I'm not upset about it or anything. I just, it stuck out to me. So I'd yeah. love to talk about that when we get further into it. I think also too, that's probably why majority I'd say of like my favorite romance stories, like TV film, uh, like literature included, are written by women. Cause I just feel like we just, we get it better. That's the know? biggest thing. That's yeah. definitely going to come back up. Yeah. Like black female romance writing. And mm-hmm. cause it, we'll get into it. Yeah. All right. Let's, um, we are both itching to, to talk about the movie. So let's get on into some of these scenes here on the new Chitlin circuit. We like to start with the first scene of the movie. Um, that's how we're going to do it today. All right. So open your your, your books to page number one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this movie opens up. We get that drone shot down on the roof. Um, yeah. Memphis, he goes by M, uh, is up on the roof. And this is, we, we later find out this is his um, inspiration place when he's yep. writing. Um, and we just see him doing this thing, going on a jog, and he runs into his sexy neighbor. Uh, who is sexy. She's a beautiful woman. Um, and they don't say anything at first, but that's just how we get introduced to the the, the two folks and the environment yeah. set up. Now, where was you at with it, these first scenes? Because this is also when his agent or manager comes yeah, by to visit his, him. His like, book agent or literary agent, yeah, comes to visit yeah. to see where he's what he's been working on. Um, I mean, at this point, because I had read the synopsis before, you know, watching the movie, which I usually don't, but for these I did. Um, well, for this one and next week's film, I read the synopses for both. I um, just said, okay, we're, we're trying to understand their dynamic at this point. Like, So she's the she-sexy neighbor who will obviously become his muse because he is having a severe case of writer's block and he can't even get a title out for his next project, let alone like a first sentence or chapter. So, you know, I'm I'm intrigued. I want to figure out, one, how their relationship develops, uh, and then, two, what that means for his writing and how that also will impact whatever relationship will happen between uh, M and I think her name was Brazil. So, Brazil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's where I was yeah. at. Now, the first thing, the first piece of backstory we get on M is about his breakup with his ex, Ursula. Mm-hmm. And this is from the conversation he was having with his literary agent in that second scene. And as it turns out, they were together for 13 years and they have a child together Yeah, and they just broke up. And that's awful. Like that's like, you know, that I imagine that hurts a lot, especially Mm -hmm. baby. But what threw me off is Ursula comes into the apartment after the the literary agent. (laughs) Like like they cross, like they see each other. Like they literally run into each other, the agent and her. So she's right there. And she's all, you know, she seems kind of not upset. Yeah. And apparently at that point, a year had gone by since their breakup. So she kind of like walks in like it's all, you know, whatever, opens the fridge, gets a beverage. What what surprised me about her not being upset is that he's a deadbeat. He hasn't seen his child in over a year. Yeah. That's mm. a deadbeat. Like if you, especially if they live in the same city, they live close That's enough true. for her to be casually coming by for a wine cooler. That's true. For, mm, yeah. Like, what is that about? And that's going to come up again later because mm-hmm. I that's I, that stuck in my mind. I was like, okay, that's weird. Right. Um, right. But I right, was, right. I really wasn't. It didn't get weird to me until I put it into context after I'd seen the whole movie. 
So mm. let's keep moving. Now, I do want to put one little note. I get to bitch about one thing in terms of like technical things. I get to bitch about one thing per episode. Can I, may you please grant me this one? Uh, thing. When did we make this rule? I mean, I, I, I think it's fine, but I just don't remember us putting this is in the bylaws. No, this is self imposed. Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay, well, make sure you send that into to legal so they add it to the bylaws <laughs> and that we can, you know, <laughs> move forward. All right. Yeah, of course. Please. Thank you. Thank you. Go ahead. <laughs> there was like a wild lack of sound design. The movie was very quiet outside yeah. of dialogue. So I didn't really know how to feel. Um, mm-hmm. Like, it was and just you don't realize. Yeah, you don't realize how much sound informs your emotions when you watch a movie until there is none. Mm-hmm. Um, and for a movie that's supposed to be really sexy, like not in this part of the movie, but later on, the yeah. sound design would really have been helpful in driving that home. But Agreed. that's the only thing I'll bitch okay. about. And a good point in that, or look, I guess a decent example, like this this movie that I'm going to reference, I think is a terrible movie. Fifty Shades of Grey. I, I hate that movie. Um, I'm not a fan. But <laughs> mm-hmm. the weekend soundtrack, the music, it makes it much more sexy than it really yeah. is. Just seeing these two people who I, I guess they are conventionally yeah. attractive, just not to me. You know, yeah, be involved in all of their BDSM stuff. But yes. Yeah. You know what else stood out to me? Not in a bad way. Frankly, I, I liked the decision. Like some of the some of the ways that they tried to do it, you know, didn't work out all the way. But mm-hmm. I liked the decision to do a lot of held held a handheld camera. Yeah. Um, it added a little shakiness sometimes. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I thought that was actually quite nice. Yeah. yeah. I think that's fine. <clears throat> I thought it it made it made it um I don't know. I can't explain it. It just, it felt more connecting. And I guess it's because I was looking for something to hold on to because I didn't have any sound. Right, 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 right. I guess, yeah. And it brings you into the scene more too. I feel like had it been like, I don't know, like a steady cam or something and we kind of lost that little extra, you know, just like rumble in the room while they do what they do. He's like, all right. Or even just a tripod if it was right. a stiff shot just boom and yeah. no sound i would have been feel bored. Like a news broadcast um yep <laughs> so yep yeah so i personally like that um so ursula you know comes through and then we get to this next scene where memphis is finally you know we see he's sitting down to write untitled um mm-hmm. and uh this is where we get some like on-screen typing which i really really liked and i this enjoyed is, that yeah my favorite part of this movie, my favorite part of this script, this plot, mm-hmm. um, is the parallel between the fictional characters yep. and the real characters. Now, once yep. again, execution got a little hazy because I was confused at first. At first, same. Because I was like, wait a minute, are we switching couples? Who are these yeah, like, like, who this random woman? young people <laughs> Yeah, who we, who we now see going through, looks like the same exact apartment building too. So I'm like, what are y'all yeah. going through for us to then hop back to M in Brazil? But then realizing a few scenes later, oh, that's him writing his chapters and you know, envisioning mm-hmm. his book. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. So the book, he is now titled it She's Sexy. He's kind of got mm-hmm. this obsession now with uh, Brazil, which whose yep. name we don't know quite yet. And he's writing this book, and the characters' names are she, and the boy's name is um, Sammy. Sammy, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we're seeing their budding thing, and it's kind of mm-hmm. happening. It's happening parallel to what Memphis and Brazil are experiencing, mm-hmm. because this is how he writes. This is how Memphis right, writes. Right, right, right. Now, let's start there. <laughs> <laughs> My only real problem here mm-hmm. is that this men. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, let me put it to you this way: Memphis is a writer who fully depends on black women in yes. several ways. Number one, he must write. He must s- suck the life force out of a woman <laughs> in order to write a book at all. Yep. Like he uses them as muses. I know sometimes people colloquially use the word muse to mean something endearing, but right. it is like in your, fact like your a presence. parasitic thing. Right. Like your presence inspires me, but it's more than my presence inspiring me. It's everything I do for you and that I continue to do for you to make your life easier. That's inspiring you or giving you the motivation to do whatever it is you're doing. 
a muse is not passive inspiration. It's yeah. service. And it, yeah. it costs the muse more than it costs the artist. Mm-hmm. So that's the first way he ne- mm-hmm. he uses black women. Yeah. He, he has to have them around in order to write his books at all. Second way, that's who buying the books. <laughs> is black women. <laughs> yes. Period. <laughs> that's Period. number one. That's number yeah. two right there. Uh, and in the third way, like in his personal life, even outside of his writing, like that's just how he operates. Like mm-hmm. he just is around. He Even when you look at the structure of the story, women only come around as a service to him, like yeah. in the story. You know what I'm saying? When it's, he needs something. Yeah. Other than that, Memphis he has no use. Memphis is a user. For, yeah. Then he has no use for these women, including his partner of 13 years slash mother mm-hmm. of his child, now Brazil. And, you know, we see the cycle start over again with the mother mm-hmm. of his child, yeah, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah. Yep. So my issue with the movie is that it, it ignores this gigantic elephant in the room because, mm-hmm. like I said, you, when it's a when it's a story about when somebody writes a story about a writer, mm-hmm. it's <laughs> typically it's, you know it's yeah. clearly some type of self insertion. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. So I I feel like the same way. Memphis, the character, and this might be intentional. If it's intentional, that's kind of deep, self-reflective. So. If it's yeah. not, then it's glaring. Yeah, Memphis, the character, has these this huge blind spot. Like he mm-hmm. cannot see that, despite his best efforts, uh, his agent calls black women bitches and hoes, and, hoes, and he's yeah. like, "Hey, man, don't say that about our queens." Despite his best efforts to perform support for black women. Mm-hmm. He falls short because he is self-centered and he literally yep. does not see them as people. He sees them as props for him to use. Yep, props and objects. And I can only imagine, you know, maybe the writer of, of this, if it if 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 he unintentionally missed this blind spot in this character, that's me assuming it's unintentional. If it is intentional mm-hmm. to be a self-reflection, like, damn, look at how we be using women, then right. I'm with it. But if it's unintentional. Then it's his it's his own blind spot as well. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because to write a movie about mm-hmm. a character who uses black women and then write a black woman character in the movie that then congratulates him for doing such, <laughs> uh, that's very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only way I would describe it. Like I'm not upset at it, and I I see it. Like I see it, uh-huh, but I'm just saying uh-huh. it, I I didn't like it. <laughs> no, same, same. I. Because at the end of the day, this really wasn't a romance movie, even though it was, Mm-mm. at least I didn't take it as a romance movie or sure, they had a lot of sex, but that don't make it <laughs> romance. <laughs> yeah. You so, know what movie <clears throat> is similar in that same way? They had a lot of sex, but that don't make it romance. Hmm. Premature. You remember that one? Ah, yes. Oh God. Full of trauma. Yeah. yeah. I remember that movie. Yeah. yeah. And to this day, I'm, I, I, I still be like, seeing people like you know on like twitter and stuff watch this new coming of age romance yeah it's a coming of age story but it's not yeah, a definitely. romance story not um, at all. there's nothing romantic nothing about, about it is romantic yeah she, she went through the ringer um mm-hmm. for a a just okay ending there's no happy ending a romance story needs to have an happy happy ending in my opinion or a happy for now something she wasn't yeah. happy um mm-hmm. Yeah. She did grow though. So it's coming. She did of grow, age. coming of age, exactly. It was a decent movie, but like the 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 romance part of like people mistaking that for romance, it reminded yeah. me. Well, this movie reminded me of that. Um yeah. so quick note on plot, you know, let's move forward in the scenes. Somehow Brazil Yeah. <laughs> Brazil <laughs> is a actress and she gets hemmed up by some guy and he's like cornering her in the stairwell. Yeah. Um, and then Memphis saves the day, and that's what kind of kickstarts. Because he didn't just like approach her and say, "Hey, I think you're sexy." Like right, this is right, what kickstarts right. them knowing each other, which is you know that's straight out of a romance novel. Somebody come it rescue is, you. That's not really a meet cute. It's it's a it's no. a meet scary. It's um, a meet scary. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, yeah. Let's put the second pin there because then she goes out with her friends and tells them the story. And this uh-huh. is where this is when shit started to smell funky for me. Yeah. All the opinions I just said just now are literally me 
after the credits roll, sitting on my couch and saying, huh? <laughs> like, why did mm-hmm. that make me uncomfortable? Let me think yeah. about that. But this is real time when I started to say, now, wait a damn minute. Because she's hell? telling this story to her friends and it's not remotely close to how a woman would tell that story. At all. First of all. At all. I'm going to a police station. After I, after I wake up in a strange man's home and he's, he don't even have to act weird. I'm in your house mm-hmm. and it's strange That is now. weird though. That's weird. He's sitting it's weird. on the floor yeah. in front of you watching you sleep when you wake up. Weird. I'm going weird. to the ops. I, call Kamala. It's over for you. Lock <laughs> him up. <laughs> Kamala will lock his ass up. Quick like, girl. Quick. You wouldn't even have to worry about that. So... <laughs> And her friends yeah. told her from the jump, like, wait a minute, girl, you woke up in the apartment of a man who you thought was trying to rape you, and you're here telling us this story calmly? Make it make sense. But the one friend wasn't like that. One of the friends was yeah. like, oh, I mean, was he cute? That's yeah. no. Not that's when point. I was like, no group of women would ever, ever say that. That's crazy. I don't even know nobody Missed who would say that if I told them that this happened to me. Yeah. No. I would have moved out the fucking building. Because one, <laughs> the crazy nigga know where I live. And two, yep. this nigga know he lived down the hall. Yeah. That's two, that's two that's two niggas who I, that need to I be don't know away from trying to hurt me. Mm-hmm. Period. I but would no. be packing up. They thought this shit was charming. Well, Brazil and her one friend, one girl has some sense. The one who didn't. They thought it was charming and that she should go back to M's apartment to thank him for rescuing her. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the... Because the friends come up again in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. all three of the scenes with the friends completely forego just the... They just completely forego the opportunity to tell us anything <laughs> about Brazil. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's like a mirror. Like, clearly, Memphis as a man, as a character... Knows mm-hmm. nothing about women and thinks he does. At all. And the writing of the movie, it's very meta. <laughs> yeah. The writing of the movie indicates things similarly to me. Because you have yeah, this yeah, woman yeah. who is sexy. That's the that's what he knows about her. Mm-hmm. And that's it. she's, she's an actress sexy. of some sorts. And that doesn't come up again. Well, it, I'm sorry. It comes up later. Strike, but strike that. It comes up yeah. again. He just doesn't but, care. Yeah. And that's when the, the tables kind of turn on her ass. Yeah. But it we don't know anything actually about her. The only defense I can or think her, of is that I guess motives. we didn't know that much of her motives. Yes. Yeah. Like her thoughts on it. That was one of my biggest issues and takeaways. Um, so if the entire movie, I've, I feel like we get M, Memphis's, all he wants to do is finish his book. That's like his mm-hmm. entire journey. He wants to finish his book and use Brazil, his muse as the way to get this book done because without her he has no reason to write anything but for in her case you're just sticking around to do what exactly and then also what do you gain what are you trying to accomplish at the end of yeah. this movie what what is it we don't understand it i know she wants to be an actress and that yeah. happens for her but like okay the only defense I can think of for her being so underdeveloped is that technically for both of the characters, for her and Memphis, we don't mm-hmm. really know what their deeper desire is. We know he wants to finish the book, but I don't know what else he's like, what he's chasing underneath that. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like a character could be if you make if you uh, write in a movie about a character who really, really wants to build a house. All they want to do is finish building the house. Yeah. Oh, I don't have to make up an example. I'll just use one that already exists. The fence in fences. It's right. not just that he wants to build a fence. He mm-hmm. it, it symbolizes his deeper need to protect yeah. his family, to see yep. things through because he believes in hard work and determination. But Memphis finishing the book is just because he needs to finish the book. Yeah, yeah. What is his like underlying reason or want yeah. out of the events of this movie? We don't get that. Like in the conversation he had with the literary agent before Ursula came in the beginning of the movie, had mm-hmm. he been like, man, had Ursula, number one, not shown up because that made it <laughs> yeah. weird. Yeah. Had he been like, man, this breakup fucking me up. And the way it ended has me questioning what love is. So mm-hmm. I do want to finish this book, but it can't be what I usually write. I need to go find out what love means. Then Now we know. Now right. we know that there's a deeper right, right, thing right. behind finishing the book. But 
maybe they tried that, but I didn't. It didn't land for me. I didn't. Not for me. Pick that I note. mean, I guess granted, if we will, you know, fast forward a little bit when he does turn in his finished uh, book to to his agent, um, they just kind of piss. He's like, "What? You you never wrap up a book like this. It's always like a nice, pretty yeah. bow tied on, and you present this gift. What is this? What is this ending? Why is this so open ended? What does this even mean?" And he goes, well, "I mean, like that's just kind of." My last situation. I don't know, you know, what it meant, yeah. what I was really supposed to do or get out of that, but it helped me write. And I want that to come through in this book because all of my, you know, life experiences I pour into these novels that I give to the public. So I guess yeah. we kind of get that in his art. We do get that in the end, but it wasn't bit, yeah. from the outset. Yeah. And like, you know what I would have expected or anticipated his internal journey to be? Hmm. I would have expected it for him to realize, oh, I don't need a muse to write these books. In fact, it's wrong. Like, right, right. <laughs> like I would, I was ex- anticipating it to be that, but no, indeed, he still held true to that. He's still the same man at the start and the end of the movie. That's true. That's true. Now, I will say, because uh, this this made me think about um, one of my favorite uh, romance movies of all time, Love Jones, simply because yeah. the main character is also an author and a yes. writer, and you know, and then. Um, the other main character, she's also in the art, she's a photographer, et cetera, et cetera. But the writer director of that movie is also a man. However, yeah. I think it was executed very well. We understood yeah. um Nia and Lorenz's their 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 characters' meanings, their motives, what they were trying to accomplish personally, professionally, but also like internally for themselves to become better partners to each yeah. other, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So and we, I think we get to yeah. Now, it's a little unfair because Love Jones is pretty long of a movie. That's but we do, true. So it had enough runtime to get us to spend time with both. Yeah. Because um, we see them over the course Darius of like two Nina. years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's you could still do it in a little less time. Now, there is a point right around this part of the movie where Memphis takes uh, Brazil. Oh, they both geographic names. He <laughs> takes Brazil up to the roof uh, where he gets all the inspiration and stuff. And this yeah. is where he tells her that he is M. Sparks. And mm-hmm. she goes, now, here's my number three about <laughs> why I'm, I may be thinking. And I'm being very gentle in my language because I don't yeah. know when this was written. Maybe maybe this script was written a long time ago and he right, like, right, shot right. the movie recently. I don't know. And frankly, like one... I like Tyler Perry and Spike Lee. So, like, <laughs> I'm yeah. not, like, Same. you know, going to say somebody's not good at filmmaking simply because they misunderstand women in a movie. <laughs> like, with the, being a fan was, of those two uh, filmmakers, yeah, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's why I'm saying, you know, this is reason number three. I'm thinking that maybe, well, I'm thinking my opinion is that the, the writer-director really missed the mark by a long shot on mm-hmm. the women characters. Yeah. So she's like, oh, there are three black romance writers that every black woman, <laughs> woman needs to loves. read. Yeah. <laughs> she's then she says, Zane. And I mm-hmm. had to pause the TV. I said, what year is it? <laughs> yeah. What year is it? Yeah. Well, I mean, I Zane. guess if you're yeah, go ahead. I'll, please listen. Terry up. McMillan. Yeah, Terry McMillan. Mm-hmm. And then fictionally, you know, M Sparks. M. Yeah. Excuse me? So I wanted to take some time here because um, you and I are both abreast, thumbs on the pulses with the latest in black romance uh, yes. novels. So I would actually like to take some time and do some plugs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, for me, I love Miss Alyssa Cole. She has mm-hmm. an excellent uh, kind of like fantasy romance series, uh, yes. The Reluctant Royals. So there's uh, Prince on paper and princess by mm-hmm. accident and stuff like that. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Very nice. She even has a queer one with lesbians. Aww. We both love Jasmine Guillory. Ooh, Can't that's my miss. girl right there. Straight I'm... hits. No misses, all hits, straight <laughs> fire. And Nothing a very nice woman, net. also. Nothing but net. Like, Jasmine, <laughs> the pen is immaculate. She be yeah. writing. Miss Jasmine, mm-hmm. yes. I'm on hold on Libby for the next book <laughs> already. Oh, um, while we were dating, that one. Yeah, yeah. I'd already bought it. It's coming in the oh. mail. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm a minimalist. I don't like no hard copies. I, yeah. I like to do me an audio book. <laughs> <Shoot>. <laughs> yeah, 
her and then per your recommendation i just read tia williams's uh, seven days in june as well yes what thank you for bringing up miss tia williams also very excited to watch i just got um her first book um that's turning into a netflix uh, movie, uh, The Perfect Fine, starring Miss Gabrielle Union and Keith Powers. Uh, so we'll be reading that also uh, in the yeah. coming weeks. But yes, yeah. Tia Williams, be Fire. writing, writing. Fire. Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely. Well, who else should be reading? Uh, well, you name my top two for like romance novels right now. Oh, she's kind of a throwback, but they made it into a movie recently. Uh, my girl, Trisha Thomas, uh, she did the Napoli series. The oh, books mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. phenomenal. Now yep. the movie was, uh, I just. Uh, but I'll blame Netflix and Lyric yeah, I'm literally gonna blame Netflix for that. But the her books, her writing, I mean, great. And we even get kind of into a little bit of like uh, like witchcraft, mm-hmm. uh, like you know, adventure type thing in her later books, which I thought was a really cool twist and great. She's a great writer. I wish yeah. she would continue the Napoli series. Would love to read some more. Um, yeah. those yes, I would say it hurt. Trisha, yeah. Jasmine, Tia, and top three of to mind. I'm a plug. Um, I don't know. If, I don't think she writes romance, but she is a black woman authoress who is also a writer director. Uh, whose movie we reviewed this summer, Miss Janiah Black. She be writing. Oh, she do be writing. She do yeah. be writing. We love so an authoress saying, turned filmmaker. It's black women all over the place. You know, if you. <laughs> I'll be shook like if you like reading romance novels <laughs> and you tired of your authors uh having flat two-dimensional female characters, come over here. <laughs> now, what I will say, uh, you know, just um you and I both having been uh raised by very culturally aware black women, I do mm-hmm. love me a Terry McMillan uh oh, novel and, and now no. no. I'm not saying okay. can't no man write because Mr. Jerome Dickey yes, okay. <laughs> was giving me what I needed in the early yeah. 2000s. Yeah. I used to steal my sister's books and read them in the closet because I wasn't supposed mm-hmm. to be reading that. But yes, so, yeah, 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 like, no, it's I'm not saying that can't no man never. <laughs> like, yeah, right, cause, this, cause, yeah. It's not a man's place to write a book. To, I'm not saying that. <laughs> yeah. RP to Mr. Uh, Jerome Dickey. Definitely, definitely a legend. Yeah. Yeah. So we wanted to stop, the, just pause there and give some plugs to, yeah. to you. That was good. To the listener, you know? Because yeah. it got out of hand. Because uh, <laughs> it was that. Yeah, it, it got out of hand. I just, after she said that, I was like, Zane, Terry McMillan. <laughs> what like, year maybe is it's, this? Maybe it's a generational gap. Maybe it. Maybe, maybe that's, that's it. Because they were, they're obviously like middle-aged people so like when yeah i think it is a generational gap because like zane very erotic you know great writing but that that's Most not my go-to so poorly it really did and it was just stuff i was trying to sneak and read because i wanted to figure yeah. out why are all these adults obsessed with the Zane and it was porn. Like, it wasn't that's all it was Zane, yeah <laughs> zane's most narrative work the work with the most non-sex plot was addicted mm-hmm. And that was a mess. It ended with her getting Ooh. hypnotized and yeah. then remembering some traumatic thing that happened when she was 10. Wasn't uh, Sharon she, Leo in the film Addicted? She did so good in that. She did. She, I was going to say, <laughs> I just rewatched that the other week. She did so good in that. <laughs> she was so Sharon Leo is dead as one of my favorite black actresses. I didn't no, realize she's that she's such this a good year. actress. Yes. <laughs> she going to show your ass something when she gets on She the is. Okay, I just want we just want to do a little quick little pullover to talk about modern mm-hmm. black women romance writers. Yes, and check out all the ladies the we named. Yeah, and also shout out to the classics. But like, if you're looking to get into some real good recent romance drama novels, go ahead and check them out. Worth your while. Yeah. yeah. Now, after she says all of that on the roof, you know, she meets back up with her friends again. Well, here's what I'm, you know, by the time she gets back uh, down into uh, Memphis's apartment, and we're still getting the parallel, you know, stories with she and Sammy, which mm-hmm. I, the, the first two cutaways to them, I was like, oh, okay, I get it. But yeah. the, once again, it was very surface level. I wasn't mm-hmm. like, I that's why I'm like, does he not see it? This is so meta. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. no, it is. This is a, it's... What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, not only because think about it, Cindy. Not only is it 
a, a, a writer writing a story about a writer. It's a writer mm-hmm. writing a story about a writer writing a story. Story. <laughs> <laughs> and in the story, the writer that the writer is writing about in yeah. that story, it is also a flat like relationship between two people. Yeah. That is like not connected. Attracted to each other and that's that. Yeah. So Brazil reads it and then she we get this scene. Oh my god. Okay, we're gonna can we go to the are we talking about the refrigerator? I need to we we have got to get there. The refrigerator. Oh Could you take us there? <laughs> okay, so Brazil does read um, like the first draft or the first few chapters of what M has written for his new novel, She's Sexy. Um, you know, based off of his current relationship with Brazil, but with these other characters who we, you know, we get their like scenes, flashbacks, or whatever. Um, she loves it. She she's so she's flattered by the waxing title. Waxing poetica yeah. about how important it is. <laughs> To be described as sexy, sexy. and curvy and beautiful yeah. by a black man, which I, at this point is it's just too big for me to ignore. Yeah. That you okay? I put it like this: a lot of people, you know, uh, I this I'm not in this uh, camp of folks. I believe in mm-hmm. God. I think it's all. I think it makes sense. You know, creations mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But you yeah. know, atheists are like. That don't even make sense in terms of the Bible. Because they're like, why would God make man to write book about God? (laughs) Right. That's a little self-congratulating, don't you think? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Right. God create man to write book about how great God is. This is what some people say. I don't believe that. hmm? Likewise, we have a writer writing a story about a writer who writes the same type of thing. That the writer uh-huh. who wrote him writes, yep. and then the writer who who's writing the story, writing the movie, yep. writes in a character to congratulate himself. Yes. I'm Brazil. sorry. <laughs> That's when Sexy. it got it got too big to ignore for me. I was yeah. like, oh my god! Like he literally the only device she has served in this movie is to be his silent muse yes. and pat him on the back. Literally, for his yes. queen talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hashtag protect the queen. Hashtag where would I be without my queen? Hashtag my rib. You are without your queen. Your your <laughs> baby mama, like the mother of your child and your daughter, are across town. You are without your queen. <laughs> you not worry about that hoe. He worried about. <laughs> <laughs> like what? <laughs> And then we get the fridge thing. We get the fridge thing. And this is where, uh, really back to an earlier point on how sound is so important. to It, it can make or break a scene. <laughs> and also back to my cold open where I don't think my reaction to this scene was supposed to be laughter, but it was. Because we get to the sex scene. And, well, first we see... Brazil, she kind of locks him out on his like deck and she's like rolling the blinds down real sexy. <laughs> and that's, that's when I go, oh, okay. Um, I think I think we're going for it, guys. Let's see how this turns out. You know, eventually somehow he gets back in the house. You know, she's still body rolling to the kitchen. Um, we get to the kitchen, the fridge and the freezer doors are both open. And <laughs> Brazil is face inside. Like the refrigerator. And all I see in the background is like the Stella Artois box room <laughs> and like a milk jug in the door. And I know it's supposed to be sexy, but y'all should have gave me something. I don't know. Put a little, uh uh-huh, something so I know what is going on, what is happening. They are it gotta about be, to. It got to be a royalty free version of that. So it'd be yes. something like, <laughs> something you know what i'm saying um i didn't think it was funny until i heard you describe it like <laughs> when you put it that way it sounds kind of funny. funny and then we see her with this banana that they pulled out the fridge i think and then at that point i felt like every white mother across this country when rihanna's snm debuted on 106 in park <laughs> 
They wanted her Beijing <laughs> ass out of here. <laughs> listen, oh my god, this what this what y'all meant? Okay, I can see how that that would make you uncomfortable, and how your kids shouldn't be seeing that. Okay, you know, fifteen year old me was like, "Oh, y'all are so sensitive," but yeah, today me is like, mm, I didn't, I don't want to see nobody deep throat a banana. Even though so, I still like the SNM video, shameless plug. It was a great video. Yeah, cause I may be bad, but I'm perfect. It's very good. Yeah. Yeah, and that's I think that might be point number four. Nothing about now, don't get me wrong. The actor is cute. Like the actor's hot. I I could see Yeah, it yeah, yeah. And like he's got the whole like rich artist thing going on too, mm-hmm. so that's hot as well. Yeah. Um, but nothing about what his character like if I were Brazil and I was interacting with him from the first time I met him all the way through the end of the movie, <laughs> nothing about him turns yeah, me on as a woman. Like nothing about him is sexy. He's not he doesn't listen. He's not caring mm, he's nope. he, he's completely he's like a creep. He, he's he he drug me unconsciously and back into his apartment and is watching me sleep until that's when a bad I wake choice up and it's being weird call the ambulance literally <laughs> <laughs> like sydney me personally me personally uh-huh. me personally mm-hmm. if somebody if one of my neighbors is laid out in the stairwell <laughs> and i seen it happen and i come and 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 shoo the assailant away yeah i'm Nine one one. Nine one one. Nine one one. I live in a walk up, so I'm not dragging you anywhere. Mm-mm. So it's Mm-mm. definitely nine one one. Period. I'm away for yeah. a, a professional to come and get you and scoop you and take you to where you so, need to be. This is where I need to get to it. Mm-hmm. They're cuddling up him in Brazil. Yeah. She asked why he broke up with his last woman. Mm-hmm. Well, she did some Instagram stalking, which is yeah. that's normal. Girls do that. Yeah. Um, and and notices Ursula's not around anymore, and mm-hmm. he tells her this whole story about the hot dog sandwich debate thing. Yeah. And at the end of the <laughs> argument, things got heated, and she says she and Ursula said, "I hate you," to Memphis, and he left his child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he became a deadbeat <laughs> because. She said in one argument, I hate you. I hate you. Yeah. After What's sexy argued, about that? Yeah. What? What? <laughs> you haven't seen your daughter in over a year because her mama said, I hate you once after 13 years of being together. Yeah. Pack up your things, Brazil. It's Psycho. Crazy. <laughs> this guy's crazy. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's a nut. <laughs> Wake up. You're acting like a nut. Brazil. Uh, hun. Yeah. We, and that's also when I go, okay, this is another reason why I prefer and enjoy stories centered around romance that are written by women. <laughs> it just makes more sense. I want to come back around to that at the end because my last note is my last note is when it, things got ridiculous to me and it was around the last scene of the movie. Oh God! So, okay, I know this is also about. when Brazil wakes up and realizes that he ain't for her because uh-huh. she comes up and is like, "Hey, I got this auditioner or something. Can you help me run my lines?" And he's like, "Girl, fuck out of here! I'm writing. Like, are you crazy?" Right. He literally says, "Are you crazy?" No. Yeah. And she's like, "Damn!" Like she walking home. Uh, like somebody just stole like, her puppy. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> and I'm literally—I wrote like, "Girl, you shouldn't fucking knew that." Right. And your best so, friends told you that. This is also—I've never met. Well, no, I've seen this happen, obviously, in TV and films. But like, at some point, they start listening to their friends, and she never did that. Never it's did. Like, she never listened to her friend. He was like, "Girl, girl, 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 girl." He got you out here looking crazy. And if one of my friends, if one of y'all tell me I'm looking crazy looking over stupid. some man, like I'm looking stupid out here over some yeah. man who clearly could care less if I'm around or not, unless I'm serving some purpose for him, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm going back, getting my stuff, and I'm leaving. Yeah. And I wouldn't I, let you do that, friend. I would not let you sit around and look stupid. Because I would, you know what I would start doing if you didn't listen to me? Hmm. Every time you came around, I said, hey, mate. <laughs> I see you got on your maid outfit. <laughs> you always do. <laughs> you get enough of it. Get, the first time. The first time yeah. you say hey maid to me. <laughs> Stevie, I'm, you better get this. <laughs> get this bitch. It's bitch. fucking t-shirt, bitch. <laughs> I run a <up> Nevertheless. <laughs> she used to be so mad. So rightfully so. 
Anyway, this is when you know, the thing works out with the acting, and she's like, damn, I'm sick of this nigga because he didn't support me on his phone. Mm-hmm. And he finishes the book, and then she has this whole confrontation with Ursula, and Ursula's like, because he went back to Ursula. It's a whole thing, yeah. whatever. Here's what I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. I know where you're going. I know exactly where At you're going. At the movie premiere, we're getting a scene with the friends without Brazil. Mm-hmm. And she's telling a story about how her period came on on the first date. And that's... We be talking about stuff like that, so it's fine. Uh-huh. But right. then the girls um, say in unison something as if it's common knowledge, <laughs> and she goes, "You know the first rule. You know the the, the first rule of a first date: mm-hmm. always bring a tampon." <laughs> Is this how he now this is where I got very comfortable because this whole time, okay now, because that's I'm up to reason number five. This whole yeah. time I was like, ah, maybe he just missed the mark a little bit. Like maybe he just didn't see it. Like this is maybe we could, you know, we could work with it. Never. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Never. Now Never. I'm comfortable saying, is you for real? We don't we don't did, talk like that. We just did, don't. Just that. Maybe just a couple, because the thing is, because <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm trying to make sure I'm being friendly because I, I don't mean it in like a, because there's only been two movies on this show where I was like, this is, what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And they were like egregious. Like, had yes. I known that they would be that bad, we wouldn't have even reviewed the movie at all in terms yeah, of like yeah. what it put us through. <laughs> yes. Trauma. Um, Yes, those two movies are Girl Like Grace, Trauma, mm-hmm, and trauma. The Light Between Light Us. Between us. <laughs> um, yeah. And it wasn't about the film quality, it was about the content. Anyway. Exactly. And this is nothing near as close as this. <laughs> it wasn't a bad movie. In fact, it's got us, it's had us talking for an hour. So clearly it's yeah, had yeah, some yeah. merit. Um, like to get a conversation going about romance. Um but maybe the thing Whatever. is, there's just a lot of black female writers, yeah. or just women, any any woman, <laughs> any color. Nobody in your life, yeah. Ask, any, well, how any. would you broach the topic of, you know, you and one of your girlfriends, you're just talking about first date protocol. What's some stuff y'all would say? Like what y'all be talking about, be talking you know, about, just yeah. maybe, because, you know, this this is a very established indie uh, director, Mr. Elmore yeah. Jr. is. Um and, you know, I'm sure the network down in Texas is, is good. You know, mm-hmm, it's a strong, mm-hmm, sure. like, indie. So maybe just one of the black, like, female writers down there could, you know, if it's a story that hinges so heavily like this one does on women. Right, right, right. Maybe just getting, or, some, like, one of them to be a, a story editor or something. True. Or even a big part, at least my perception <clears throat> of, like, directing something. Um, also, sometimes giving the actors some agency to say, mm, I know it's written this way, but like, how do you feel it? I want to see how you feel it. And how would you say this? Or what would you say? And let's get this yeah. on tape and see what we like. Yeah. yeah. So um, I, I feel like that's, I I'm, I can say with 98% certainty that the two women film it who were in that scene would not say that to their actual friends in real life. Mm-mm. And even if they had said, girl, I didn't bring no tampon to that day. It was a mess. I had to get the hell up out of there. Right. That, that's that could duh. happen. But yeah. to be saying in unison Always as if that's some bring type of. A tampon. <laughs> you know what it sounds like? I don't. You probably didn't watch Key and Peele this far into the series, but mm. the running joke of he put the pussy on the chain wax. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't watch it that far in. Yeah. It's confusing because it's a made-up phrase, but they always say it as if it's an established catchphrase, and oh, that's okay, what gotcha. this reminded me yeah. of. That's okay. the gag. It's like, who? What you mean, pussy on the chain yeah. wax? Okay. Um. Yeah. So I, this is. I've got five reasons that I laid out, and this is kind of the straw that broke the camel back because it mm-hmm. felt a little insulting, frankly. Yeah, yeah. Like as a woman, it felt a little like I was like, okay, is this guy like trying? Like, is he being funny? Like, does he think? Like what is like? Does he think Maybe this stuff it was about women? Purposeful, yeah. Or is it like, or do you really think this is these are the conversations that women are having with each other? How we feel, and you know what we are, what we will accept and like in relationships. Yeah, I thought I that know. was so. Yeah, that kind of I was. That's the only one like 
if this was the only thing, I would have been like, that's weird. But right. on top of the other four things, it's like, bruh, that's you did uh, that's a bit much for me. Yeah. But yeah. And for those reasons, I'm glad you laid it out like that. Um, that yeah. just we can reel it all in back around, tie this up with a nice little bow. Um, I still say write what you want, put it out into the world, let people enjoy and discuss your art. Cause we have sat here for an hour now and discussed this film because we had a lot to say about it. Yeah. Which is why I'm saying, you know what? I'm going to start doing that for myself. Like, don't be, you know, don't be hesitant. Just if you, if you, if you are confident enough to write it, put it out. Like Debbie Allen said, it's my turn. So I'm going to do what I got to do. Yeah. Okay. And then next thing you know, some bitches with some podcasts. I mean, yeah. some queens with a podcast <laughs> sit up there and talk about your movie for an hour. Yeah. And it's very likely it's happened several times here on the show because me and Sydney are just that. Me and Sydney. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's very likely we could have missed some things or something. So we're Easily. always looking to to talk Get it some out. Extra context. If, yeah. That's if, that always. If you're is not upset, Mister Elmore. I'd I'd love to know. I'd yeah. love to to hear the backstory and maybe understand a little bit more about the the vision for the characters. You know, right? right yeah, yeah. No, 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 no bad, no bad vibes over here. The mission of our show is to uplift and celebrate Black indie film and the creators behind it. Um, so yeah. that's 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 all we want. That's what we do here. Yeah. We mean what we say. Why? Because we love them. Um, exactly. So. All right. Well, Sydney, I have a question for you. Yes. Who came to act? Now, this week's Who Came to Act award is a little difficult um, because we discussed, I think, before we hit record right at the top of the show that uh, one of the actors in this film was previously uh, in a film we reviewed and also was nominated for that week. So for that yeah. reason, I am, they are they are ineligible to receive a second nomination. That's just not how we do things here. That is true because you wouldn't let um, who that was that I wanted to nominate twice. You wouldn't let me like you said mm-hmm. that wasn't allowed last season. Yeah, and I'm was sticking that, to the rules. It wasn't Kelvin Harrison. It was um, no, because if it was girl, you know I would have gave Kelvin two nominations. Stop playing. Wait. I think it was Kelvin. I think was you said because we remember we watched Waves and Jen. Hmm. Maybe it was it Kelvin. Yeah, it might have been. Okay. Anyway, my, my bad. Kelvin. Okay, so that that disqualifies Miss Melissa. She got the nom. Yes, she got the nom in, for a uh, uh, Lone Lone Star Deception. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, that we reviewed earlier this season. Please go check it out. Um, it's a very funny, well produced cold open yeah. for that episode oh um, very so, much shout out to the producer uh yeah. the, the editor for that yeah yeah so for that reason um uh i've shifted some things around for my nominees this week and i would like to nominate uh mr johans miles uh who played m uh the other lead character for this week's uh who came to act award all right uh, other, other than him i, I like these, I was gonna the, say the literary agent. <laughs> I thought he was funny. <laughs> I was gonna say her friend who kept like reading her whenever she saw her, like, "Girl, are you dumb?" But I don't yeah. know her character. She didn't name, get a name. So. Yeah, yeah. So that completely fails the Bechdel test. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Well, uh, he's not here in the studio with us today, so I'll accept that on his behalf, Mister mm-hmm. Johans. Did I say, is it Johans or Johannes? I think it's Johans or maybe Johans. Johans. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations to you, sir. It's a very, this is a high mark, uh, mm-hmm. the Who Came to Act nomination. Yeah. Many of our nominees go on to win um, Emmys and BET Awards and uh, Academy Awards and things of that nature. So it's it's really like a stepping stone, honestly. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. That's your first time saying that one. <laughs> that wasn't. That's not prepared copy. <laughs> but it's the truth. It is the truth. We've uh-huh. nominated uh, um, uh, Alfre Woodard. Yeah. Jennifer Lewis has mm-hmm. gotten this nom. Nicole um, Bahari. Nicole. No, Bahari. that's who it was. It was Nicole who I said. Ooh. Oh, it was Nicole Bahari. Who I was because she was in the last fall. Obviously, I wanted to give her the award, but Mm -hmm. she had already been nominated for Miss Juneteenth. 
And but she ended up winning all of season one who came to act yeah. anyway. So it was didn't fine. we nominate no, I think I nominated Oba uh Babatunde. You did for last, for last fall. fall. I thought yeah. he did good. He did do good. He was good. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that's what, how we do it here. Now, to the writer, director, um, and, and the folks, you know, just at this uh, production company, um, shout out to you because you have mm-hmm. plenty of work for me to choose from between when How to Get How to Get Away with Cheating uh, came out and and this newest release. Um, very mm-hmm. active uh, uh, in, in like very active creatively, and I admire yeah. that. Um, and I also, you know, I enjoy parts of this movie, and I think a lot of it paid off. I, you know. We, we talked about what we talked about, but yeah, uh, yeah. shout out, big ups to you. And frankly, you know, if I saw uh, Joseph Elmore Jr.'s name on something else, I'd, I'd go ahead and give it a watch because I, I trust that he put things into it. Because I, like I said before, mm-hmm. I feel his presence in the movie. I know mm-hmm. nothing about the man, but I feel it in the movie. So, right. yeah, that's we what art's all about. Uh, with a Jamaican Drake quote, big up yourself. <laughs> Way to bring it all around. All right, let's get out of here. Thanks for listening. To join in on the conversation, follow us on Twitter at TNCCPod and on Instagram at New Chitlin Circuit. And that's spelled C-H-I-T-L-I-N. And for the latest and greatest, check out our website at thenewchitlincircuit.com. That would have got champagne poppy in my DMs. Actually, you're right. Because had you gone over, then you had one ex left. Then I would have bought Drake on as the co-host. Then this show would be undeniable. Damn, missed opportunity. What type of movies do you think Drake watch? <laughs> I don't think Drake watch movies. I feel like at a party, so Drake pretends like he's seen Die Hard and Fight yeah. Club. And he has not. He probably hasn't. <laughs> I think Drake likes to rewatch Stuff like the Titanic. Like, that seems very much up his alley. I'm so embarrassed. I thought you was going to say how Stella got her groove back. No. I don't know why I thought you was going to say that. Or maybe I'm, that, too. Maybe, oh, maybe he got his, like, Jamaican accent from Tay Diggs and how Stella got her groove back. Like, the music No, that slaps, tracks. The accent just Because his accent was not good in the movie. Yeah. So, that yeah. tracks. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs>